Hello and welcome back to Out of Our Ends. Today we'll be covering our first NFL episode of the season with our guest today, the host. Host, how are you feeling so far um, for the upcoming NFL season? Well, as usual, Alex, uh, always excited to gear up for another NFL season and glad to be back uh, with you. Uh, you know, it's been a long spring and long summer. Glad to be back on with you to, uh, you know, do this every week throughout the uh, NFL season. We've got some good topics today, uh, the first of which we haven't really covered yet. Uh, I heard you covered on your show, but um, so far we're going to get into some details of Deshaun Watson. I guess we'll start with what was your initial reaction back in March for the Browns getting Deshaun Watson? I just thought it was a, a desperate move by the Browns. Uh, you know, they uh, had the fallout with Baker Mayfield in the offseason. Um, you know, they weren't too keen on, uh, you know, extending Baker Mayfield and keeping him. Uh, they made it an awkward situation. So uh, they knew they had a pretty good team, uh, pretty good offense, pretty good uh, I mean, offensive line, pretty good defense. And they just weren't comfortable with Baker Mayfield. So they knew they had to go out and get the next step. And that was to, you know, give Deshaun Watson all that guaranteed money. And I don't even know if Deshaun Watson is the correct answer for that team. All right. And then jumping into suspension, what do you think about the ruling of his 11-game suspension plus his $5 million fine? Well, it's clearly clearly not enough. Um, You know, 11 games – for uh, what he's being accused of. Yes, I know there's no criminal charges involved. He was never charged with anything. I understand that. But to have this many number of women to come out and accuse him of this, uh, it's just, he's, he, obviously he set some kind of trend and all these people came forward and then blaming him. Just 11 games? And let's, let's remind everyone out there, Alex, okay? He wasn't suspended last year. He sat out because he didn't want to play for the Houston Texans. Okay? He sat out. Nobody suspended him. The NFL didn't suspend him. The Houston didn't suspend him. He sat out. So he's only getting 11 games for what he did. It should have been the whole season. It should have been part of next season. But it's, it's either hearsay now, it's done. So we just got to ride it out and see what happens with the Browns and Deshaun the rest of the season. All right. Jumping in. The rest of the Browns, um, how do you feel about the rest of the Browns roster? Um, they've been saying that it's, at least the local media, uh, that it's like really solid, which it actually kind of is. Um, some of their weak points are obviously wide receiver and um, their run stopping um, is like they have a lot of rookies in uh, like at the tackle, the defensive tackles and st- stuff. What do you uh, like or you think weak points for the Browns uh, going into the season? Well, the weak, the weak point, Alex, right away is the quarterback. Okay. They're going with Jacoby Brissett, right? Is that, that's right. That's where they're going with, correct? Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett is 14 and 23 in his career. Okay. 14 wins, 23 losses. I, I wouldn't be confident in that. Now I get it. They got a great running game. They got a great offensive line. But 
There's no Jarvis Landry. There's no Eldell Beckham. Both those guys, you know, we all know the story with Eldell Beckham. Got traded to the Rams or he signed with the Rams. He was released. Jarvis Landy is not on the team. Yeah, they got Amari Cooper, but how good is Amari Cooper going to be if he's got somebody like Jacoby Brissett thrown to him? He was good with Dak Prescott thrown to him, but is Jacoby Brissett going to get him the ball? I'm, just, I'm not buying the whole Jacoby Brissett story here. Uh, he's a step down from Baker Mayfield. Okay. As much as the Browns fans and the coaching staff didn't trust Baker Mayfield, Jacoby Brissett's a definite downgrade. And I, you know, he gets hurt a lot. Uh, you know, in 2018, he only played four games. So uh, I don't know what the, uh, you know, expectations are. Um, I personally don't like the, the uh, Browns. I, I, on my show, I think the Browns, regardless of when Deshaun Watson comes back and if he's going to get good, I don't see them getting more than five or six wins. And that's just because of the quarterback play. Quarterback's the most important position in the NFL. And I'm, I'm not trusting Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, I have them at like five or six wins too. Um, I just think like you said, like people cite that um, he had back in like 2019, 2017, 3,000 passing and like 18 touchdowns, six interceptions. But that was what, like three years ago or five to five, five to th three or five years ago, you know, and like last year, you know, he only played, a, he played 11 games for the Dolphins and, um, you know, he only had five touchdowns and four, four interceptions. Um, you know, so it's not like he was very good for the Dolphins. Now the Browns obviously have a better roster, but even saying that too, he wasn't good enough for them not to play Tua uh, some of those games, so. Well, here's the other thing about Jacoby Brissett. He's supposed to be mobile. In 2017, he got sacked a league high 52 times. I, I mean, I know Baker used to get sacked a lot, but this is uh, 52 times. I mean, I don't know what Cle uh, Cleveland's expecting to get out of him. I really don't. Yeah, there's people that say he's mobile, and then there's people that, that say he isn't mobile. So I guess we'll have to see with that. I I've only seen him play like a couple times. So, um, also the Browns line is pretty good, but they always get injured. So, and then also their their receivers, like you said, are pretty thin. Um, and they lost Jakeem Grant, their punt kick guy, who they could have used uh, in some like packages too. Um, he went down for the season. Uh, and I heard they do have interest in Mims, uh, who who's going to request a trade or a cut from the Jets. So they might they might try to add him, but um, I don't think they're going to have a very productive offense this year. Um, moving out onto the another quarterback involved in the uh, Deshaun Watson situation, what are your thoughts on Baker Mayfield this year with the Panthers? Well, I think uh, Baker Mayfield's got something to prove. Uh, he has a lot of doubters out there. Carolina was willing to uh, make a trade for him, give him a chance. And as you can see, uh, he's, he's been named the starter. Uh, well, and he's now really, really going to start because Sam Darnold last night got hurt. High ankle sprain. We don't know how long he is going to be out for. And how fitting is it, Alex? Carolina's first game is against Cleveland. 
You know Baker Mayfield is going to be fired up for that game. You know he's going to put his best game forward. He's going to try his best. He's going to put his best effort in. I think, uh, you know, Baker might save Matt Rule's job here. If Baker can put together a, a decent season, not turn the ball over, make the throws he's supposed to make, I think he could save Matt Rule's job in Carolina and maybe get Carolina maybe to a 500 team. I still, there's still a weak team. It's still got a lot of holes on that team. If Christian McCaffrey stays healthy, maybe Baker can possibly get this team to eight, and nine, nine and eight, maybe around that kind of record. And then they can build from that. And maybe Baker can end up staying in Carolina. So I think it's a good move for, uh, for Baker Mayfield to start fresh. Yeah. Uh, like you said, um, I think ba- like I thought even Sam Darnold could have been good with them last year, uh, but um, it's basically all depends if Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy because if he can stay healthy, he's he's good enough obviously to make them like a little bit of a sleeper team. And then I think I think as long as Christian McCaffrey is healthy like, again, I think Baker will have a decent season. But um, also with Robbie Anderson, who Robbie Anderson didn't even want him on the team. So it'll be interesting uh, to see for that. But they, they, they do have some, some decent receivers other than Robbie Anderson, too. So I, I think, like I said, as long as Chris McCaffrey plays, like the whole season, they could be a decent team. Especially because, um, I mean, the South, it's kind of even – Aside from the Bucks, but even Tom Brady's kind of old now, and he didn't even play most of the, <laughs> most of the training camp, and their receiver room's kind of weak. So, I'm not betting against Tom Brady. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care how old he is. I'm still not going to bet against him. Is yeah, he probably the same quarter? Is he is he the same quarterback? Probably not. But I still wouldn't go against him. Yeah, they're they're probably the favorites, and they probably should be the favorites. Uh, and the, they probably will will win, but um, it might not be as good a season as as last year was. Um, moving on from that, what were your thoughts on Aaron Donald's um, practice fight with the uh, Bengals on what Thursday? I think it was. Well, here we go again, Alex. Right, another incident with a guy using his helmet as a weapon. We saw this uh, a few seasons ago with Miles Garrett trying to hit Mason Rudolph over the head with it in a game. And actually did hit him with it. Uh, I mean, of course, nothing's going to be done league-wise because this was a practice. It's all up to the Rams. And remember, remember this, Alex. Remember, greater talent equals greater tolerance. So... Probably nothing's going to be done to Aaron Donald. He'll probably get fined by the Rams. But if it was a, a, a you know a weaker uh, player on the team, a player who's like a, a you know a special teams player or a second or third string, they probably would have got suspended. But not Aaron Donald. Do you think the Rams are going to suspend Aaron Donald for that game, their first game against the Bills uh, uh, on Thursday night? I don't think so. Nothing's going to happen to him. Is it right for what he did? Absolutely not. Just because it happened in a joint practice, nothing the league can do to discipline him. So it's kind of disappointing in a way, but hey, that's the rules. 
Yeah, um, I know they, I don't even think they knew that because uh, after it happened, they were initially saying that they were bracing for him to get a suspension, but then then they came out that he couldn't unless they gave him one. Um, uh, so that being said, if theoretically, if the league could have suspended him, how many What's your guess on how many games he would have been if if the league could have suspended him? Well, they probably would have given him the same amount of games they gave Miles Garrett. What was it, four games? Miles Garrett got back in uh, you know nineteen when uh, you know he hit Mason Rudolph over the head. Probably would have got the same amount of games. Um, and he was really flinging it around. It, you know, Miles Garrett just I think remember if I remember correctly, he just flung it over and tried to hit Mason you know, once uh, Aaron Donald was really winging that football helmet around. I mean, he was swinging it. So uh, whatever happened to him, whatever pissed him off, he was all fired up after that play, but uh, he probably would have got the same amount of games. There's been a debate online about, well, I guess the first part of the question of the debate is, is should they, regulate the practices or not and then also um with i know like booger mcfarland and i think ryan clark even they were saying that like you know whatever happens in practice is practice and it's 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 like different than what happens in the game um do you think that the nfl should regulate the joint practices no that's just that i think the nfl should stay out of that that's up to the team's uh, decision whether they want to take a, a practice and play with another team that's all on them if, if something happens like that uh they're they're willing to do that they're willing to take on the responsibility of that i don't i think the nfl should stay out of that part of it i'm i'm, I'm with the nfl if that happened in a game preseason whatever regular game they would have to come in and do some but because uh, the rams are voluntarily having a joint practice with the Bengals or vice versa. The Bengals are volunteering, having a practice with the Rams. All bets are off. You know, let them discipline themselves for that. All right. Um, and then the last question I really have for you is, do you think it was worse or more favorable than the Miles Garrett situation? Oh, I think, I, I, I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a hard uh, it's hard to answer that because Miles Garrett's situation was in a regular season game, and Ariel Donalds was in a joint practice. But there's there's two sides of it, right? There's that side of it. One was a regular season game, one was a joint practice. But Aaron Donalds was really winging that helmet around, and his was more, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't you know, what, what to say, violent. I, I mean, I did, his was more, hit more like oomph when he was really winging that helmet around than Miles Garrett did. Miles Garrett, this, you know, was, it was, yes, it was a game. It, it, it needs a lot more because he got suspended for it. But my, uh, Aaron Darnold's actions were way more than what Miles Garrett did in that game. So it's kind of a, a, a toss up between the two. Yeah, I lean on the Miles Garrett being worse just because it was a primetime game. And he started the fight, too. And it's like they obviously had a clearer picture of that. 
so you like know what he did um and then because like with the aaron donald situation i don't know who started fighting first and then also it's kind of hard to see what like because it's from farther away so and then also i think aaron donald accidentally hit his own teammate too but I don't think he hit him. <laughs> he, he didn't hit him that hard. So, like, the guy, like, flopped and fell over. But I think he thought that a Bengals guy hit him. So, that's why he flopped. Which was funny. Uh, it's kind of at the end of the video. But, all right. And then moving on to our second last topic. What do you think of a developing situation going on last couple days as well as last night with Bill's punter, Matt Ariza? Well, Buffalo in a difficult situation here. Uh, this kid's being accused of, you know, some actions that he did or didn't do. Uh, the, you know, NFL has an investigation. Uh, you know, the police has an investigation into this. Uh, you know what's going to end up happening? They're going to end up cutting this kid. This kid's going to end up getting on the, being on the street, whether he's guilty or not guilty. Uh, that's just what happens when these, uh, these situations. But how about how about this though, right? You know, we got one incident here, and Buffalo's probably going to have to suspend this guy or kick this guy off the team. Meanwhile, what did we talk about in the beginning of the show, Alex? The Sean Watsons had. 30 allegations, and he gets a whole full guaranteed contract. <laughs> it's just the way this is going. It's just the way it's going to play out now. If anything moving forward, uh, anything sexual happens with any of these players, this is going to end up. This is going to be what's going to happen. I don't think he's going to be on the team. I think the Bills are just going to have to, uh, you know, suck it up and have to let him go. And did you see Matt Barkley? Uh, the uh, backup quarterback, he was punting last night for Buffalo because of this situation. So Buffalo might be in the market here for a punter uh, very soon before the uh, regular season starts here in, you know, just uh, 12 days. Yeah, well, we'll have to see what happens. I think they, they know that they're going to have to cut him uh, because, like you said, they didn't even have a punter going into the preseason game. And they still let, uh, they still didn't play Ariza. And then also, it was kind of pointless because um, they still let him be on the sidelines. Like they should have made him stay in the hotel. But um, also, <laughs> Matt Barkley did a really good job punting last night, actually. So he, he punts better than he throws it. Yeah, he had like a 50 off the coffin. Yeah, he can't throw it that far. Yeah. So we'll look into the developments of that. And then also just lastly for that, I think I think they want to, to try and, and save him, but I, eventually I think they'll just cut him because also like it's punters are fairly replaceable. So it's not like Deshaun Watson where it's where it's a quarterback, it's kind of an easy cut. I'm sort of surprised they haven't cut him yet, but I think that's why I said, like, I think they're going to try to save him, but I don't think – But by the time the season starts, they'll probably have, have cut him. All right, moving on to the last topic, which is our Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I guess we'll start with how do you think the offseason slash training camp is going 
so far? Well, they're, you know, they're having a little QB competition going on. And, you know, that seems to be uh, the main topic. The other main topic that's going on is, again, the offensive line is just in shambles. And I just don't understand it from, uh, you know, being a fan so long of the team uh, where the emphasis has always been since the 70s to have a good offensive line and be able to run the football. And they haven't drafted an offensive lineman since 2012, uh, a top offensive lineman uh, with their first pick or a second pick. And I don't know what they're doing. Uh, they have to develop a young quarterback in Kenny Pickett. They have a great young running back in Najee Harris. They got great young receivers, but they, they're into this problem where they can't protect them or can't run the football. And I don't know what their, what their plan is moving forward. You know, you and I have chatted about this back and forth. Yeah. They signed these offensive linemen. Uh, James McDaniels was one of them from the bears. Uh, I forget the other guy's name, uh, but they've come in and they haven't looked good at all. And if you're going to pay, uh, you know, low dollar, you're going to get low results. So I don't know. And then they had the money this year. They had the money this year to go out and get a, a half decent offensive line. They don't have Ben salary on the, on the team anymore. It, it's his, there's no, there's no, you know, 15, 25, $30 million going to a quarterback. So I don't know why they couldn't spend the money to get a defense, decent offensive lineman. And then, Alex, we have the quarterback battle. They gave Mitch Trubisky, you know, $8 million a year for two years. They drafted Kenny Pickett. Okay? Kenny Pickett has looked really good in the preseason. But remember, that first game he looked good, it was against third and fourth stringers who won't even be in the NFL. And then last week he played at the end of the, second, or at the, end of the first half, let him down the field to the touchdown. So – well, Kenny Pickett's got momentum. I hate to put him out there and start him and see him get demolished under this bad offensive line. I mean, what do you think of the whole situation? Um, well, with the offensive line, like you said, obviously we'll go through it. I think Mason Cole actually looked decent. But, um, I know James Daniels. That's the other guy. That was the other guy, yeah. Mason Cole. Sorry. James Daniels hasn't looked good in camp. Chooks Okorafor actually has looked good in camp. Kendrick Green sucks, but um, <laughs> and then um, so for the Jacksonville game, obviously that was the one with the bad line play. Um, so there's like some reasons to think they'll be better than that, just because it was a preseason game and they're gonna switch the rotations and 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 depth chart and whatnot, um, especially because Najee Harris wasn't even playing. Um, but um, not really especially, but that could contribute somewhat. Um, and then also, um, I think they could probably pick up at least one lineman before the, you know, before the season starts. There's a couple, they were interested in the one of the Patriots tackles and then also Jacksonville Cup a guy uh, like a guard that has started an experience 
And then the Raiders might get rid of Leatherwood, um, so he might be worth taking a flyer on. Um, and then also, obviously, Eric Fisher is still out there too. So, um, you know, if they really think their line's bad, they might. I mean, they have the money for that. They still have, what, like 10 mil? And then also, if if they trade Rudolph, then they get four mil off the books there too. So they still have some room that they could try to beef up their line. And then as for the quarterbacks, um, I think you do have to start Mitchell Trubisky first. I, I think just you have to play him at least until he's he looks bad. I think it's his job job to lose. But um, I don't know. He might end up playing the whole season. I would hope he would because that means he played good. And then also, I don't think it's bad not to play Pickett this year. And then as far as the preseason games went, obviously the first one looked a lot better than the second one with – you know, they got the new guys scoring. Mitch Trubisky threw a touchdown to Olofsky. And then Pickett threw two. And one was the impressive because it was the Pickens. And then back to the quarterbacks, Mitch Trubisky will help the, help the line a lot because you see the one play where he literally ran around for 12 seconds and still threw a good pass to Deontay who dropped it. Um so obviously, uh, yeah, Mr. Mr. Butterfingers dropping yeah. the ball again. So there's there's that. Uh, obviously, Ross Roethlisberger wasn't mobile at all. So you'll you'll see you'll see mobility you haven't seen in like five years at the at least five years at the quarterback position. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know we're gonna see some more mobility, but is it the kind of mobility we want to see? That the offensive line is that bad where they're just running around for their lives, or is it gonna be the mobility of running? You know some of Matt Canada's offense where there's a lot of motion and getting the quarterback out of the pocket where he's able to run and make a play. That's, that's the, that's the two mobilities uh, I see. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, that's the difference. So hopefully it's the, uh, you know, the second one I talked about where they're yeah. running the plays where the quarterback can run out of the pocket and make a play instead of running for his life. I'm hoping they like Canada go really deep in this playbook like so they can just break out all these plays because I think he's got a decent play set with all the motions and, and like end around plays so like I, I hope they let, I hope they buy fully into that and then um, also we can talk about what do you think about Deontay Johnson's contract as we briefly mentioned him well, I think it's a great contract for the Steelers. I'm, I'm so I was surprised. Okay, I thought he was aiming for just like the other contracts, like some of the other guys got AJ Brown, Tyreek Hill, uh, Debo Samuel. I thought you know there was what 10, 11 guys wide receivers who signed big deals, and Deontay Johnson, whether his deal is big, eighteen million a year, uh, he only signed a two year extension. So I was pretty impressed that. He went that route, and I was pretty surprised that the Steelers offered him that. Uh, what's, make it, what's surprising to me, Alex, is, and I talked about this on my show, is why didn't the Steelers offer Juju Smith-Schuster that kind of money two years ago? Remember, Juju came back last year for $9 million, ended up getting hurt, missed a lot of the season. This year didn't even offer him anything, and he only signed with the Chiefs for five million. 
plus a lot of incentives if he plays well. So I think, I think that's a little surprising to me. I think it's a lot of surprise to the fan base because a lot of the fans like Juju, but also a lot of fans were against Juju because he's always missing around on his social media and stuff. And I think that's why the main reason why this, there's didn't offer him a contract. He's so involved in his social media and he puts that first, uh, you know, sometimes before the team. And I think the Steelers saw that. And I think that that was like, Hey, in your face, Juju, we're keeping Deontay Johnson. That's why we're giving him this kind of money. But I think it's uh, as long as Deontay Johnson uh, keeps his head on his shoulders and, uh, you know, continues to uh, focus on not dropping the football, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be a good receiver, not Antonio Brown, but he's going to be a good receiver for the Steelers. Yeah. I was take it or leave it on both Schuster and, uh, and Johnson. And then, like, I think you said that um, really the main difference is, well, I think, I think Deontay Johnson is better just because he's, he's a faster receiver than Juju is. Um, So like, like you said, like with Johnson, especially the 2020 season. um, So before the games, one of the players, which was Juju, obviously was running, was dancing on the other team's logo. While Deontay Johnson was showing up early and practicing with tennis balls to try to catch better, so but I like I like them signing Johnson, uh, especially because it wasn't for that that long. It was only two years, so obviously they're they're just looking for the receivers they drafted this year to be developed by that point, and then they'll probably let him walk. Um, speaking of that, we'll talk about some other players on the Steelers roster. What do you think about some of the guys they signed and uh, drafted this year? In, um, we talked about Mitchell and Pickett. Uh, what's your thoughts on Calvin Austin, George Pickens, Gunner, um, and then some on the defense like Levi, um, like DeMarvin Leal, and then obviously Mark Robinson has come on past couple weeks too. Well, let's start off with Mark Robinson. And you know where I'm going with this. Devin Bush better start looking over his shoulder. Uh, you've seen the tape. You've seen the film. Uh, I don't know what happened to Devin Bush. I know he got injured. I know he's towards ACL. I know that's very tragic for a lot of players. But he had a great rookie season. And he hasn't been anywhere near that kind of play playmaking ability since then. Now, Mark Robinson is a rookie, uh, drafted the same type of way Vince Williams was drafted from the Steelers. We know what kind of career Vince Williams ended up having with the Steelers. He was a great uh, run stopper for the the middle linebacking crew for a long time uh, until he retired. So uh, I think Mark Robinson can fill those shoes uh, I like the Neil guy on the defensive line. They need some depth along there. The uh, defensive line is old, especially with Stefan Tuit, uh, you know, unexpectedly retiring, which I kind of knew he was going to do that because you just don't sit out a whole football season like he did last year. Uh, and I know he had a, a tragic event in his family uh, that he was dealing with. So uh, he decided to retire. And I mean, I, I think that's the best route 
for uh, Stefan Tua was to do that. So I think Neil is going to be a great depth for the uh, defensive line. We haven't seen much of Calvin Austin. He was uh, uh, injured a lot in training camp. He hasn't played in a, any preseason games yet. He's supposed to be really fast, supposed to have great moves like Neontae Johnson has. So uh, I really haven't seen him do anything yet. So I'm curious to see how uh, where he's going to fit in uh, since he hasn't practiced. And George Pickens is he looks like a stud. Uh, he looks better in Chase Claypool already. And Chase Claypool's been on the team two seasons. So, uh, you know, I can't wait to see Pickens out there. Uh, that guy is going to be something else if he continues to uh, make plays like he's doing already. So those are my thoughts on the, the, the new players. Oh, and the Gunner guy from New England. Uh, they uh, signed Gunner. Uh, he was a punt returner uh, with New England. Uh, you know, Deontay Johnson was the punt returner. Uh, they also had Ray Ray McLeod as a punt returner. Uh, you know, they were okay. Um, I think Gunner's going to give them a little more boost. We'll see. Uh, I think, I mean, as you saw Gunner's ability uh, last week, uh, he made that great uh, catch on the goal line from Kenny Pickett. So uh, great addition there. I think he will be. So we'll, lots, of, lots of stuff to uh, be uh, uh, excited about for the Steelers. But at the same time, uh, you know, I'm very worried about this offensive line, and I'm a little worried about the uh, defensive uh, backfield. Uh, I don't trust Cameron Sutton, Arthur Mallett, uh, Witherspoon. I don't trust any of these guys. And, uh, you know, I was glad that they didn't re-sign Joe Hayden because it seemed to me uh, Joe Hayden was always getting burnt back there. Uh, you know, it seems like he, uh, for every play he made, he was making uh, mistakes left and right, uh, you know, even though he was an old veteran, he just seemed to have lost his step and couldn't cover. But I'm worried about the, the defensive backs. I'm worried about the offensive line going into the season. Yeah, uh, just going off the last thing, I think I wouldn't be that surprised if they signed a, a corner that maybe got cut off, off another team just to get some depth there. Because I like their secondary, but their depth isn't that good. Casey's had a really good camp, though, apparently. And then going from the players that I mentioned, obviously we haven't seen Kelvin Austin, but you saw he'll probably take punts and he's a speed guy. I like Orlovsky, too, because he can take punts. And then with Canada's offense, they'll probably use them in you know end-around situations, too. Obviously, Pickens, like we said, has had a great camp, and he might be their number one guy eventually. I think Claypool will have a bounce-back year just because of the better quarterback play, and he's been training and getting mentored by Brandon Marshall over the offseason, so I think that will help him better, you know, uh, better have his, you know, have, have more of his head in the game. Um, some of those other guys you said, like, we were saying Robinson's had a really good camp in preseason. Uh, so, yeah, he probably – he could take Devin Bush's spot. I wouldn't be that surprised if Bush got cut. Um, but they might want to keep him just because he was a 10th pick. So, you might want to give him one more season and just see what happens. But um, other than that, I don't know. I hope Pickens fights fights someone this season. That's, that's about it. Um what are your thoughts on the last 
preseason game of the season tomorrow against the Lions. Well, I just hope uh, no one gets hurt. <laughs> uh, allegedly, Najee Harris is going to get some carries. Man, I hope I hope nothing happens to him. He hasn't played yet in the preseason, so I hope he uh, comes out clean. Um, you know, I just – even though I want to see all the quarterbacks play, we're going to need those guys. I hope nobody gets hurt. Just, just praying for no serious injuries for going into the season opener against Cincinnati. Yep. Uh, yes, like you said, Najee Harris will be getting his first preseason action tomorrow. I'm not sure about Calvin Austin. Uh, I, I, I guess I'd lean on he's probably not playing. And then it'll be – It'll be Mitch starting, and then Pickett will go in, and then Rudolph will be the third string. Uh, what is your score prediction for that game tomorrow? Oh, I think that I, I, I mean, well, the Lions like to come out and play. So uh, it's just a preseason game. I don't expect much, uh, you know, 16 to 10 uh, Lions, yeah. I think, will win. All right. Uh, yeah, it's basically with the Steelers. They just want to get their their reps in for everyone, get a warm-up before the season. Uh, what do you think? We'll start, we'll start with we'll, we'll start going back, but uh just some wrap-up questions here. Um how good do you think Deshaun Watson will be for his when he when he plays his last six games of the season? Oh, it's gonna be awful. Uh he missed all last season. He got to be in one preseason game this year where he had five passing attempts. I know he's going to say, well, I'm going to work out on the side, but that never, that never pans out for any of these guys. These guys need the live action. They need the hitting. They need to see the real game speed. I, I, I personally think uh, he's not going to be good at all. And I think uh, if the, if the Browns somehow, have a decent record coming out of the 11 games with Jacoby Brissett. Why would you put Deshaun in? Uh, a guy who hasn't played a year and a half. Now, if the Browns have a lousy record, sure, put them in there. You're not going to do any worse. But they might have a tough decision coming out if Jacoby Brissett can somehow put together uh, a, you know, a good 11 games. Browns might have a little QB controversy on their hands because who wants to throw a guy in there who hasn't played? Yep. And then what do you think the Browns record will be? And how many games do you think Brissett would win? And then how many games do you think Watson would, will win? Well, I broke this down on, on my show. I did exactly what you're talking about. Uh, I had Jacoby Brissett winning. Um, I think I had him winning three games and I had Deshaun winning two games. So I had the Browns at five wins. That's where I see the Browns at. I could see five or six. I think they have an outside chance of seeing uh, seven wins. I, I don't think that's the most, you know, I wouldn't bet on seven, but I don't think it's super unrealistic or anything. But yeah, I think right in the five or six range. Uh, what do you think the Panthers record will be this season? Well, I had the Panthers at six wins uh, on my show. And uh, if Baker Mayfield can somehow get some confidence going and 
Um, Christian McCaffrey is the big question. If Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy, they may be able to get the seven, eight wins, nine wins even. But uh, that's a big question on Christian McCaffrey. So I'm going to stick with my six wins because the other uh, wild card thrown in here, even though I said before, you know, earlier when we were talking on your show about Baker, he could get him the eight or nine wins. The wild card, I forgot to mention, is Matt Rule. Yeah, he's not a very good uh, NFL coach so far. Uh, you know, he hasn't proven anything. He should have stayed with, at college with Baylor. But that's the other wild card we got to look out for, too, is Matt Rule. So I see them six or seven wins. If Baker and McCaffrey can uh, be healthy, they possibly could be at nine, eight or nine. So that's where I see it. All right. Last question of the show. What do you think the Steelers' record will be this season? Well, this is the same kind of situation, okay? I see the Steelers' low seven wins. I see their high being nine wins. Um. It's going to be all depends on if they can get that offensive line squared away and how good the defense can be at stopping the run. Remember, that was a big question mark last year was the defense had trouble stopping the run. And in the offseason, they signed Miles Jack. And we've seen Devin Bush, uh, you know, not preseason hopefully uh you know he may come around or this mark robinson guy steps up and can fill the role in his shoes and again what at what point alex the record do we finally see kenny Pickett get there after so many games is it are they four and four they put kenny in are they three and five they put kenny Pickett in uh you know they could have a winning record uh, five and three, and then he may, might never play. So, uh, you know, at what point does Kenny Pickett get in there and we get to see if this guy can play in the NFL or not? Yep, we'll see about the Steelers this year. I had them at 10 and seven. That's probably too high. I think nine is probably a good bet for them if everyone plays pretty decent. Uh, maybe eight if everyone doesn't. They'll always be competitive because Tomlin will always have them in the mix. We'll, we'll have to just see in the new in the new QB era. Um, you know, like we said, will we see Pickett this year? Um, how soon will we see him? I'm going to the Jets game, which is like the fourth or fifth game of the season. I think it's the fourth. But uh, so I guess we'll see if we'll see him by then. Um, that might be early, but it'll come down to obviously how good Mitch Trubisky is. Uh, did you have any final words to end the show on? Uh, no, no final thoughts. Just excited to get this, uh, you know, college football and NFL season going. Uh, week zero starts today, Alex. So I know there's not a lot of games but it's still some college football to watch. And as always, you know, super excited for it. Yeah, I'll probably watch one or two of the games. There's Nebraska versus Northwestern, and there's Hawaii, Vanderbilt. Uh, I'll probably tune into some of those. 
All right. This has been out of our end zone with the host talking some NFL um, topics. We hope you enjoy some of the college football before the NFL and then, you know, the final NFL preseason games to lead into the season.